0: You can see these large footprints embedded into the carpet, creeping
1: along the wall, ninja style. She
2: raised her arms up over her head and started to come towards me. Oh! And she had her mouth open like she was screaming. I hear my sister on the platform say, Ashley, you could see pieces of her hair being twirled in thin air.
0: But now all of a sudden, the green orb comes towards our truck, then it shoots out over the mountains into outer space. It is gone.
3: So that is my ghost story. Hi and welcome to Haunted Day the podcast of Real Ghost Stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. So coming up, we are going to talk with a guy named Troy Taylor. He's a a paranormal book author and he worked on this documentary on Discovery Plus called The Exorcism of Roland Doe. And we also need to talk about this Netflix documentary about Elisa Lam and the Cecil Hotel. Have you had a chance to watch that? No, I haven't, but I am so familiar with the story and it's Crazy! Oh, were you one of the web sleuths as they keep talking? About- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm definitely here for all the conspiracy theories behind it. Okay. And before we go any further, we have to just let everybody know that uh, Rebecca and I are coming to you from winter hell yeah. down here in Texas. <laughs> I'm freezing cold in the back of my house, even though we currently have power. It's so cold back here. I think it's nine degrees outside. Uh-huh. Poor Rebecca, you were driving in this shit this morning weren't you?
2: I was on the way to work and it wasn't too terrible thankfully but I'm thinking tomorrow is going to be a completely different story and I'm like hey are you
3: just tired of being a part of history at this point? Yeah can we just have a day that isn't unprecedented where we don't exactly. have to use the word unprecedented to describe yes. it because like we're breaking records down here with COVID and the politics and it's just like nonstop stop <laughs> bullshit I can't take it
2: anymore Now the weather this is like the first time ever in history that every single county in
3: Texas is seeing stuff happening right now. And the governor declared it as a disaster declaration? I mean, it's just bonkers down here. So let's do something nice, like tell each other ghost stories.
2: (laughs) Exactly. I was going to say, take your mind off of things. Visit hauntedaf.com. Of course, our social media is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We're on TikTok as well. When you follow us on YouTube, you'll be able to see the full interview that we have with Emma from the Real Life Ghost Stories podcast. Yes, I finally got that up
3: and it's really good.
2: She is so awesome. And then remember, you can also chat with us online directly at hauntedaf.com. While you're there, hit up our online store. If you buy anything, please send us pictures of you wearing it or using
3: it. Like if you get a coffee mug or a sticker, we would love to see you posing with it. Yeah, because you guys have been buying stuff, but you're not sending us pictures. We need to see those pictures. We also have to say big thanks to our new patron, Aaron Elder. And keep in mind, we do post exclusive content at patreon.com on the Haunted AF page. We just posted the full interview with Finding Bigfoot's Cliff Bur- um, the Bigfoot's click
2: <sniffs> <laughs> Clint Clint Brackman?
3: I'm really hold back here, okay? Oh, we just posted the full interview with Finding Bigfoot's Cliff Berrickman on our Patreon page, as well as the audio from our Real Life Ghost Stories podcast with Emma. And We are going to add some stories this week, but again, you do have to be a patron to access it. All right, let's go ahead and hop right in. This story comes from Danielle's mom. We had to say thanks to Danielle because she called her mom and walked her through how to record herself. So
4: I guess I'm- was about 21 years old and uh, I had went to go stay with my boyfriend and he had one of those apartments that's like a loft. Uh, we had gone gone to bed and, and I had gone to sleep and then I woke up. And you know that extra sensation that you kind of get whenever like somebody is looking at you or when someone walks in a room. It's like you know that there's somebody there with you. And I kind of opened my eyes a little bit and you know how you, you're kind of like in that half state of not quite awake. And then... I noticed over to the stairwell, like where the top of the stairs, I could see like a, a light, like somebody had a flashlight and they were moving it up the wall. And I'm trying to decide, is it like somebody had broken into the apartment? And I was afraid. I was so afraid that it was like, I couldn't even, I couldn't move and I couldn't breathe. But the light, as I was watching that wall, the light was coming more and more up towards the bedroom. And I'm thinking, oh my God, here they come. You know how your brain is like two seconds behind whatever your eyes are seeing? And it's like this white figure. And it looks like a woman. She's wearing like a veil and a white dress. Yeah, I keep getting chills. And as she's getting closer to the bed, and I can see that there's a face. And there's not eyes. It's like just dark holes. And as I'm watching her, she locks eyes with me. And she starts leaning forward. And she puts puts her hand out. And as she's leaning down to touch me, I finally was able to move and i'm like (laughs) and i like jerked my feet back and like slammed up against because it was we didn't even have a headboard it was like just the wall I slammed up against the wall and at that point my friend decided that he was going to wake up and I looked back at her and she was gone
3: thank you so much for that story Amy and thanks to Amy's daughter Danielle for helping her record that one <laughs> that's so sweet
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: not the ghost story I meant the daughter helping yeah, mom no I gotcha uh, our next story greetings from Glasgow is I saying that right I think so Glasgow, okay, I, think so. Glasgow? Okay, I just listened the pronunciation. You'd think I would get this right. <laughs> greetings, from, <laughs> greetings from Glasgow, Scotland. Firstly, I f***ing love your podcast. Yay! Yeah. I love your chemistry. You're screaming and freaking out. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> and the content is dynamite. Well, I love this one already. Yeah, I don't know about too. you. I would have sent you a voice message, but you'd have to subtitle my thick accent and beep out all my cussing. We well, that's our that. favorite kind of people. Yep. Yeah. So my name is Tracy and my whole life I've known stuff. Precognitive cognitive dreams and the like. Can't say I've ever seen a ghost, but I've sure felt them. And even had one sit on my knee. Ooh. I used to work in Borders Books in Glasgow. I had not long worked there and was doing a night shift with another six coworkers. I was sitting under a huge table, stacking books, and could hear someone walk by on the old creaky floor. I didn't think much of it as no one had passed me, but when I got up for a break, I noticed a pile of books had been knocked over. I picked them up and asked which one of my coworkers had knocked them down, but no one had been on my floor at all. Another night, I was under the table again. When they say under the table, I feel like they're doing like (laughs) (laughs) Under the table, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like making out of something under the table, yeah. (laughs) So another night when I was under the table, again, stacking books when something made me look up near the entrance. I saw a large orange orb about a volleyball size that had touched a display of books and knocked every one of them onto the floor. We all looked up. I know, right? Why is it going to be a dick? Yeah. <laughs> After that, I called the ghost Billy. Much love from Scotland. Tracy, is it Tracy Mack? We'll go with Tracy Mack.
3: White Billy. Tracy Mac? Yeah. I we... don't know. So now we've got to talk about this documentary on Netflix right now. Uh, the story about the Cecil Hotel and Elisa mm-hmm. Lambs. So you haven't watched the documentary, but you're familiar with the story. Yes, and I, like, I feel like there's
2: been another documentary about her before, or maybe she was on one of the like, what is that network? The murdery network or whatever. Shutter? Like her,
3: yeah, something like that. I feel like her story's been on one of those. Basically, this young woman is staying in this creepy hotel in Los Angeles. She goes missing. Mm-hmm. There's this weird surveillance video of her in the elevator and right. she's behaving oddly. The elevator's behaving strangely. So all these web sleuths got involved trying to figure out what had happened to this Elisa Lamb. So later they find her. Spoiler alert, she had died in one of the big water tanks on top of the building. Right. It's a Case that's been solved. They believe that she was having a psychotic episode and ended up right. in the tank. And I recommend the Netflix series because it is, it's only three episodes long. And, you know, if you're stuck in a house in a winter storm, then it's fun to watch with your kids. But the cool story that we got out of this, and it, it was from your friend Melissa, the one who has the true crime item oh, yeah. candles. So she sent us this link about the elevator game, which I had never heard of before. And some people believe that Elisa Lamb was playing the elevator game. Because one of the first things she does when she gets on the elevator is she just starts pressing the buttons, a bunch of them, and it looks like she's going in order. So did you get to look up this elevator game? I totally did. And I even, I went
2: back and I watched the footage of her in the elevator or whatever. And even at one point, it's almost like she thinks maybe it's moving. And then she looks out because they do say that when you play the elevator game, if you hit the fifth floor, you might come in contact with a woman. Right. And weirdly enough, doesn't it look like
3: at one point that she's either seeing something or spooked by something? she starts to look her head out. Definitely. She's not acting like a normal person does in an elevator. No, so Not at all. The elevator game is kind of like a Bloody Mary thing. Um, totally. Where you supposedly pop out in this other dimension and if you don't come right. back the right way, you'll never return to your dimension. It's kind of dorky honestly, but it's <laughs> fun because like I had never heard of this and I thought I knew everything about like Playground Occult. <laughs> all of this stuff that we had seances and Bloody Mary, at that we had done all of it and I had never heard about the elevator game. So if you... No, I hadn't heard about it either. Yeah, if you have tried this at any
2: point... I can't lie. I thought about trying this at work, but our elevators are broken today.
3: They are? That sucks.
2: I take it as an omen, like a sign that was like, don't play the elevator game.
3: It would be really fun to just dress up in like black clothes and do your makeup really (laughs) weird and just hang out on the fifth floor of every building or whatever floor (laughs) that the weird woman is supposed to get on the elevator and just uh randomly get on elevators with strangers just to freak them out just okay this is like a, a vast waste of time but it's still it would still be kind of cool uh, if you have any experience with the elevator game let us know Haunted AF podcast at gmail.com and again you can always reach us just at hauntedaf.com we got a little chat section there okay so this next story comes from mary
1: hi rebecca and julie this is mary myra's mom from kentucky i'm the one that was in the shower listening to you all and it went off and and left me freezing to death with cold water. And my only thing is, is I don't understand why anybody would get in the shower with me after I'm this old... I mean, I still don't look bad, but still, gravity is not my friend. And then that (laughs) evening, I said, Honey, I've got to tell you something that happened today. And he went, Oh, God, what? Because he's so used to things happening like this. But he was getting ready to take a shower. And he said, Now, look. I don't believe in this shit, so leave me alone while I'm in the shower, because it'll really piss me off. But, okay, so I quit listening to y'all while I'm in the shower. I turn it on when I'm out of the shower. Well, I was standing there, and I was fixing my hair, and something blew on my neck. If that had been my husband, I'd been like, hey. But no, <laughs> there was no one there. So I called Myra real quick, and I said, you're not going to believe what happened. I said, I don't know why this is happening to me when I'm listening. These girls, their mojo is so strong. I mean, and you know, if I was a ghost, I wouldn't go visit an you know, older lady that, you know, like I'm saying, gravity's not your friend after a certain age. Even your, uh, and never mind. <laughs> If I was a ghost, I'd go to somebody was like 20, you know. But y'all do have some strong mojos, and I've got a few other things that's been going on when I'm listening to you. There's an incident where my forks, now I don't know who would steal a fork, but I started out with 12. And within a two-month period now, I have four left. I don't know where they're going. It's just me and my husband. And nobody's been here since Christmas. Where are they taking my forks? I always felt like I was a shit magnet anyway. Maybe that's what it is. But I love to listen to y'all. You're so funny. Have a good day. And this is Mary from Kentucky. Bye. Mary the oh shit God. magnet
2: love her i
3: adore her and hey mary you should take it as a compliment you're a cougar all right so this next uh this isn't a story this is from eric and eric was like hey i was just sitting around and i made a song for you i was like oh that's really sweet so i was thinking i would use it as a bed for one of our other emails so it's nice and so okay this email says hey there i just started listening Uh, to your podcast. I really enjoyed the stories. I know you've reached a dead end with getting your own Tesla, but my 46th birthday is this week and my husband has a newer Tesla. He does not get into ghost stories, but he was intrigued by the Tesla stories. He agreed that we could go check out a nearby graveyard for my birthday. So I yes! will keep you posted. And that comes yes! from Jennifer from Minnesota. Yes, Jennifer, please keep us posted on that. And I told her I'm like, please send us video, let us know if anything else happens. And absolutely. Uh, and thank you, Eric, for our yeah. creepy song. <laughs>
2: That was a nice jam. Yeah. So our next story comes from Jean. She says, Hi, ladies. My name is Jean, and I love your podcast. I live alone with my dog, Echo, and thank God I have her. Some of my experience include the following. Oh, my God. And she wrote us a list. I love a good list. Number one, hearing people talk, but it's like a mumble because I can never make out what they're saying usually happens when I'm taking a shower. Number two, the sound of my guitar strings being plucked. No, Mm -mm.
3: that's creepy.
2: Number three, the TV channels changing on their own. Number For my girl Echo getting shut in the bathroom when I'm not.
3: Home. oh my Aww. gosh that so she occasionally stares intensely at something and then growls. that used to happen to one of our cats maggie we would find her closed really? in the closet before we had kids even it was like who's shutting the cat in the closet you don't know who no no and it was a closet oh. we never went into we just hear her meowing in the hallway we'd have to go let her out oh my gosh that's freaky uh she goes on to say
2: number five two mediums claim there's a portal in the house and that the spirit shuts my dog in the bathroom when i'm not home what an asshole uh number six coming home to find a mound of sugar on the kitchen encounter when i haven't had the sugar out in ages in parentheses the bag was in the cupboard number seven hearing what sounds like a large piece of furniture falling down investigating and finding that nothing has fallen i feel like we hear that one a lot yeah Number eight, waking up because I hear footsteps coming into my bedroom, around the end of my bed, and right towards me, no! "No." Number nine, having the door shut and the doorknob start twisting like crazy. God. And then finally, number 10, my sister, who was visiting, says she heard me knock on the back door and then asked for help. She opened the door and didn't see me because I was still at an eye appointment. Said all the dogs were going crazy. Things have calmed down a lot since the second medium did a house cleansing and allegedly shut the
3: portal door.
2: I'm so freaked out thinking about it. Have a great weekend, ladies, Jean. Yeah,
3: Gene. you better keep some sage around. You really need no to stay on top kidding. of that one. Okay, Woo! so this next person wants to be called Casper because, quote, I'm very pale and friendly. <laughs> So they say, in my junior year of high school, my now ex-girlfriend went to her church's yard sale and brought home two jester dolls. They were about a foot and a half tall, wore huge jester horned hats, and had frilly, colorful outfits. She gave one to me and one to our friend, and I have no idea if that other doll was as active as mine. We named him Frompt. (laughs) We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories Though I can't remember why Seriously why Like I've googled this I'm like what does this word mean Frommed It's not even easy to say Uh, No We could also never tell What he was made out of He looked like porcelain But his teeth had been gouged out And it looked almost like Wood underneath But it wasn't wood It honestly baffled me. I have a picture somewhere that I'll try to include. We do have a picture. We're going to post that in the companion blog. Uh, When I brought my doll home, I put it on my dresser across from my bed, but I felt really uncomfortable with it there and moved it to a closet shelf. That's when everything began. The next night, I woke up a little after 3 a.m. to a crash and a skittering noise. Ah, I turned on the lamp and saw puzzle pieces sticking out from under the closet door. In the morning, I saw that everything on the closet shelves, other than prompt, had been knocked off. These shelves are deep and there were even things behind him that ended up on the floor. Every night after that, I would wake up from horrible nightmares in the middle of the night, between 3 and 3.30. I also started getting cockroaches in my room, specifically in the closet. Mm -hmm. We had pest control come multiple times, but the roaches always came back. Ever since I got rid of Frompt, though, there have been no cockroaches. My mom gave me a bar of extremely pungent sage soap from a trip to a spa. I thought it'd be nice to put in my closet so I could mask the smell of my dirty laundry. Gross. That (laughs) night, I woke up at my regular 3 a.m. time to a soft thud. In the morning, I saw the soap on the ground. I'll put it back further on the shelf, but it fell off again the next night. Then I put it in the back corner with an airplane pillow around it to keep it from sliding around. That night, I woke up to repeated thuds like the soap was being moved around. So years pass on and off with activity from Front. Then one time, I came home from college on winter break and found Front hugging a stuffed lizard plushie very tightly even though his arms aren't poseable. Ah! My brothers both swore that they hadn't been in my closet so we all decided that the lizard was Frompt and not to mess with it. In 2019 I met a guy who likes to research paranormal stuff. He became very interested in Frompt, so I sent him the doll last summer. I even sent the lizard plushie with him. The day Frompt left my house the roaches that had plagued me for over five years disappeared. I haven't seen a single roach in the house since but the researcher who now has him has started seeing them. As of now that's the only activity he's told me about but since he's been gone I haven't seen anything strange. I also feel lighter. While living with Frompt, it felt like there was a backpack on me at all times. It felt so real. That feeling is gone now, and I can't explain why it was ever there in the first place. Sorry if this is too long. Hope you enjoyed it. Have an excellent day, Casper. And again, go to hauntedaf.com and look in the blogs because we will post a picture of Frompt with the companion blog.
2: Okay, can I just say one thing about Fromp? Oh, yeah. He defiled that lizard. <laughs> Like, I have no doubt in my mind, after seeing the picture of Croft, who, by the way, looks like some sort of evil Mardi Gras friend, yes. um, like, he straight up uh, had a full-blown relationship with that lizard. The lizard is just like, help,
3: I don't I want know, this. it's
2: not even smiling, it's sad. It's <laughs> the saddest plushie ever.
3: <laughs> but I'm not moving that lizard, I'm sorry. I'm,
2: help do you want to be the one
3: responsible for take it away from love no no no, definitely not (laughs) Uh, and the teeth like what is this thing made out of casper did ask if anybody has any idea what this doll could be made out of we really need to know because it isn't wood it isn't porcelain but it's very hard to tell like what the hell is that made out of could it be um cork oh that makes sense (laughs) All right, Uh, so there's this documentary right now on Discovery Plus. It's called The Exorcism of Roland Doe. Now, this is the actual case that The Exorcist was based on. So we talked to a man who is featured heavily in the documentary. His name is Troy Taylor. He's written tons of paranormal books. And honestly, Troy, I don't think that I knew that there was a real person out there that uh, had this exorcism. So first of all, welcome to the Haunted AF Podcast. Thanks,
0: yeah. And you know, when I first heard this, too, just like you did. You know, they would say, oh, yeah, it's based on a true story. And I'm like, yeah, so is The Conjuring, you know, one of those right. kind of things. But this was back in the mid-90s when I first got interested in this story. I was living in the St. Louis area at the time and I thought, come on, it's probably just someone heard Exorcist and figured that it was the same thing, right? Right. So I decided to start digging into this story and the more I dug, the more people I talked to, the more I researched, the weirder this thing got. It didn't seem like just an urban legend anymore and there definitely was an influence as it turned out. In a nutshell, uh, this boy uh, began to experience things in the family's home. They all seemed to be directed at him. Eventually it would become seizures and trances and violent behavior and vomiting and cold chills and being restrained to the bed. And, and the family just to try to get away from all this went to St. Louis where they were originally from thinking maybe, you know, it might help. Instead, things got worse. The Catholic church got involved and it became a six-week exercise there was a tiny blurb in a Washington newspaper, you know, like local boy, you know, has exorcism, you know, it didn't Ugh. no names or anything like that. But at that time, right, uh, William Peter Blatty was attending seminary at Georgetown University to become a Jesuit priest. And he read this article in the paper and got interested. So uh, he talked to one of the priests involved, Father Bowdern, who became his inspiration for Father Marin in his book. Wow. And Father Bowdern asked him to try and keep the boy's identity a secret. They wanted to maintain this boy's privacy. So when Blatty did write the book, he changed the lead character from a boy to a girl, which makes it more frightening, in my opinion, because 13-year-old boys are gross anyway. So, you know... (laughs) They're have it. already right. possessed. I mean, Seriously. You know, you're, you're <laughs> yeah. talking about noise and violence and bad smells. Bad smells. But he did use a lot of this stuff right out of the diary in the book. Of course, it was dramatized for the movie. I mean, no one's head spun around. There was no crawling backward down the stairs or flying out the windows or anything like that. But there was still an element of what really happened in this story. And the more I talked to people, the more I began to realize that it wasn't just an urban legend. I mean, back then, there were still a lot of people who who were involved in the exorcism who were still alive. And uh, they had their own stories to tell.
3: Then what happened to Roland Doe? Clearly, he must have survived the experience. He
0: did. And a lot of people, when they tried to debunk this thing, they they, it was a practical joke. Um, I mean, imagine you are a 13-year-old boy who's being tied to a bed, and people are screaming at you and splashing with holy water every night. Right. You would have broke People say it was a mental illness, but it doesn't explain how his parents sent him to a hospital to be completely evaluated mentally and physically, and they couldn't find anything wrong with him. A psychiatrist that I interviewed who specializes in treating kids said he couldn't find a single psychosis that would explain everything that happened. So let's just say it was a mental illness. How do we explain that after six weeks of an exorcism, he was completely cured of his illness with no medication and no treatment? Because that's exactly what happened. He went on to lead a very normal life. He finished school, graduated college, got married, had a family, went into the space industry, and to this day holds a patent on the shielding that NASA uses on its rockets to get rockets through the atmosphere and into space without burning up. He invented that.
3: That's amazing. So, I
0: mean, this guy went on to literally become a rocket scientist.
3: I've read that in the beginning, when this thing very first got started, it presented as a typical haunting, the footsteps, the scratching on the walls.
0: Yes. Um, In fact, it turns out that's pretty common. One of the guys we interview in this documentary, he's an actual exorcist. And apparently it's pretty common for it to start out like a haunting. Um Scratching on the walls, what sounded like footsteps, the bed shaking. Uh, the family initially had called in an exterminator because they thought they had rats, oh. you know, with all the scratching that it started with. And things just started moving around by themselves. This is before they began to realize that it was all focused on Roland. In fact, they went to their Lutheran minister and told him what was going on. I mean, he's a Lutheran, so he's really not hot on possession. But, right. And he thought, well, maybe their house was haunted. He actually invited Roland to spend the night at his home to observe what was going on because he started to believe that it was Roland that was causing this activity to occur. And uh, when he witnessed several of the things, he never changed his mind. Even after, you know, Roland and his family went to St. Louis and the exorcism took place and Roland became a Catholic after that and the whole family converted and he never stopped believing that it was a poltergeist event. But the pastor saw these positions uh, Possession, if you want to call it that, as it was starting. But he didn't see anything that happened in St. Louis,
3: right.
1: because
0: that's when things became much more malevolent and violent. When I interviewed uh, Greg Holowinski, the, the monk who's in the documentary, here's a guy who is dying. He's in his late 80s. He spent his whole life in service to other people, and he would have absolutely no reason to lie. And yet he was absolutely convinced that not only was Rowan possessed, but that he actually saw him levitate 12 inches off a of bed oh my and God. he was adamant about his story. But to someone who is a, you know, belong to a religious order, who is a very religious person, they're going to see that through their view right. and to his view. That's a demon right out of the Bible.
3: So, we're talking to Troy Taylor, who worked on the Discovery Plus shock docs exorcism of Rolando. I have so many questions, though, about this. If this huge experience started off as a small experience and one that's very similar to what we hear about the scratching and the footsteps, was there something they could have done along the way to subvert it so it wouldn't have gone down the awful rabbit hole that it went down?
0: You know, that's a good question. All these interviews, no one's asked me that before. I don't know. In this particular case, Roland wasn't, you know, involved in anything. He wasn't practicing occult rituals. He wasn't, you know, sacrificing anything to Satan. I mean, he wasn't doing any of the things that the church says is going to invite demons into your life. He was just this kid. And I don't think he ever asked for it, which kind of makes everything a little bit scarier, honestly. Because if it means it could happen to just anybody, then, you know, it could happen to, well, anybody. Right, But could they have changed it? I think the Catholic Church would say yes, but they did recite the rosary. They did get prayers and prayer candles from uh, the local Catholic Church. They tried. Thank
3: you so much. Really appreciate you taking the time and can't wait to watch this show. Sure. Yeah, I think you'll like it. Again, you can watch The Exorcism of Rolando right now on Discovery Plus. All right, guys, don't forget to send us your stories. We like them
2: written, we like them recorded, audio, video, anything. We love to hear your voices and see your sweet faces. So please send us hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com.
3: Coming up next week, we have a story about a ghost that was terrorizing this young woman for eight ages until she passed it off to the family she was babysitting for. Yep. It's all coming up on the next Haunted AF.
2: And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website hauntedaf.com.
3: Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalica and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big Thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters.
2: Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first,
3: I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca.